Good evening everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. So it's going to be officially three days, if my mouse is right, till Valhalla drops. And we know a lot, we still don't know much, and there's tons of mysteries to uncover. So in this last episode before Valhalla, because when Valhalla appears, I'll be doing all gears towards Valhalla and the content in the game. So, this final podcast, before it arrives, we're just going to meet up with two good friends. Andrew from Hello. Visions. Arshak from... Let's... Oh my god. AC Landmarks. Sorry, my brain's fried. It's good hard. job. It's not Let's Talk Assassin's Creed. That's yours. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 10 to 11 at night in the UK. I am very sleepy. <laughs> You're forgiving. It's AC Landmarks. Hello. So... This is just us three coming together and giving our final impressions. Now, I do feel that Arshak has a leg up in this conversation because the lucky person has played the demo. Yay! I feel betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like... It's okay, it's okay. Ten more days, ten more days. Uh, well, Since this said... recording. <laughs> yes, we're recording this on Halloween. Do 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 do. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> so, as a recording, it is 10 days to Valhalla. So, there could be a lot of stuff to appear in the next day, but we have the bulk of the trailers out. We have the season pass, we have the CGI, and we have the story trailer. So, there's not really much more to reveal, would you say? I mean, I just want them to reveal some stealth stuff with like a cool cgi trailer like that's that's all i'm asking <laughs> like we got the viking stuff i get it we're vikings but show me some cool cool assassin moves uh in in, in the trailers i'm gonna buy it like i just want other people to buy it because it's it's a stealth game <laughs> yeah it's just uh all we've seen in the marketing is viking let's see a little bit more what else has it got yeah, like it's it's like we we know it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's Valhalla. It's a Viking game. Show us some elements that bring us back to like AC two or like AC four, like you know, back back when they used to do the even the AC four trailer, right? Uh, like the reveal trailer. At the end, it showed Edward like messing with this, um, like you used it in the uh, observatory for for some reason. It's like this glass thing, and that was like, ooh, what? Like, what's that about? And that was like like assassin stuff. That's right. Uh, Blood Cube was introduced in that first trailer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that that gave a little bit of where the story was going. We don't really know much of the story. Just raid, hashtag like a Viking. Well, yeah, and and the cult of Mithras, and uh, and I'm like, okay, cult of Mithras. Like I I I researched it, but how does it tie in? <laughs> See, this is where I'm on the flip side. For me, the less we know, the more we're surprised. You see when you see it, when you see a TV show or you see a movie advertised, they give you 
little snippets, nothing that's going to give you plot directions. You've just got to wait to that film for the big reveal. And a lot of the AC game trailers in the past, you know, I've caught up with them, I've watched a lot of them. I feel they do reveal some stuff, you know, like Unity alludes to the multiplayer in the trailer. You see uh, some of your mates with Arno, so you already know, okay, multiplayer could be coming. Glass Cube and Black Flag, you already know there's going to be easy connections. But this time around, because you don't know much more than Like a Viking, that moment where a major assassin law thing comes in, you're not going to know how to react. It's not going to be, oh, I recognize this from a trailer, or I recognize a YouTube person talking about it. It's going to be, holy moly, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that we don't see coming because, uh, like, we, like we don't know the game really. All all we know is that Sigurd might be a ba- might be a backstabber, <laughs> like, and and when that information was like given by Darby, the assassins were like, "Ooh, AC lore, AC lore," <laughs> like, which is awesome. I think. The biggest one for me, I don't know if you guys will agree, is um, I recently rewatched the trailer for Assassin's Creed Revelations, um, one of the coolest cinematics. But in the, cin- in the cinematic trailer, they show you Ezio getting a noose on his neck and then him breaking free. Such a cool moment. But that in-game turns into a mission to, to how you escape. And for me, if that wasn't shown in the trailer... And you lived that in the game without a trailer showing you, that would have had a bit more of an impact than seeing it in a trailer. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, that's fair. But I, I've been in the series long enough that I miss the teaser trailer. That first trailer be the opening video to the game. I miss that. I totally forgot about that. You know, I. I mean, I think Brotherhood did that. No, uh, Revelations did that. Sorry, Doc, I I cut you. Yeah, sorry. I was just saying that would be cool, like what Andrew said, you know, seeing the first intro shot in a a teaser trailer. That would have been kind of snazzy for like a a Viking, for Valhalla. I I feel like, like here's how I pictured a stealth trailer for Valhalla happening. One place that we haven't seen yet is Winchester uh from from Valhalla's world and i'm pretty sure in winchester you're not going to be allowed in so if you if like ubisoft sh- showed us a cgi trailer of like avor uh blending in with the crowds and like you know going into the castle of winchester and just confronting alfred and then and then escaping that would have been like so cool uh, and that's a great place to introduce that third area, the distrust area, instead of just uh, open and restricted. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, showing showing the people being like no, showing the guards being like distrustful of your of your face and stuff. Like that's all game elements being shown. Uh, instead of just like a like a Viking uh, CGI trailer for the reveal trailer that showed us one thing and that was the hidden blade uh, you know crushing someone's skull 
<laughs> but I, I really think uh, the real trailer where um, Ava used that hidden blade to kill somebody was one of the most impactful trailers so far because you're getting this gritty Viking stereotypical battle and you think, okay, it's just going to be another Viking game. Then you see someone give orders for Eivor to be killed and then suddenly, where did this hidden blade come from? It opened the doors to, is he an assassin? Is he not? And I think that drummed up so much hype that not having that revealed so much even we know how to get the hidden blade, but we don't know much about it unless you played demo. That it leaves more wanting. You don't have to search YouTube to rewatch a video over and over and over and over again to get the details, or a trailer over and over. You're left wanting to experience it yourself. And I think that's something the marketing has done a little bit by hiding certain elements. You want to find them for yourself. A perfect example yeah. is Fame Death. They've not shown Fain Death, and that has made me more excited to try it. To be honest, I didn't try Fain Death. I, I I think that's a that that's a skill you acquire, isn't it? I believe um, so. Um, I believe so as well. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's a skill from the books of knowledge, right? Um, I think so. I, I think I, so. Um, or. Or it's just a skill that you unlock. Uh, I didn't double check on that, but like the stuff I I learned on you know about like the the assassin stuff during my demo was like, uh, you know, w w when you have your hood on, people will like call call you out for having your hood on. Like I didn't know that you know that happened, and when that happened, I was like, oh my god. That guy's that guy is calling me out, and then my demos was like, yeah, uh, I'm like, that's a big Assassin's Creed thing, man. <laughs> it's a, it's a nice um, subversion on what you'd expect because most of the time in uh, Assassin's Creed uh, stealth, your hoods up, nobody sees you. Doesn't matter what's going on, your hoods up, you can't be seen unless they're right on top of you. So it's it's. Something that's exciting me for the game in general. It's the the new ways to look at old features. Yeah. I mean, even that shing sound, you know, like uh, when when you aerial assassinate someone. Oh, the so extension of the hidden blade, that old AC1 sound. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, 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 I'm going to do a lot of aerial assassinations because of that. <laughs> I think, for me, I'm still confused of how Avar's Hidden Blade works. I spoke to a few people, um, I've read it in the little Wikipedia, I've done my research on the Hidden Blade, and pre-Altair, it is known that the Hidden Blade was um, used by a bit of wire on a ring, and then once you flick your wrist, it comes out. There's also text that they use a special muscle on the underside of your wrist, which I recently learned in the AC Sisterhood server, that also helps retract the blade. Now, with the blade being on top, and I don't see a ring on Avar's finger, how is he using the hidden blade? Is there a muscle in the top of his wrist he's now using, or...? What, you, oh, see, what you see, he he's a viking, so he like works out a lot, and then... <laughs> 
and then his forearm is so strong that the the wrist blade is just activated through that. Yeah, it could work a lot like uh, Ezio's blade with a hidden button on the inside. Because I was wondering, I was wondering how Darius did it as well, because it looks like it's the original design from Darius, how the blade was always meant to be on the top. But everyone decided to put underneath instead. Darius's you know. blade should work with a ring and and string because it was Bayek's blade. That would make sense. Uh, it's just gonna be confused at how Avos blade is operating differently to everyone else because the muscle structure in your wrist, even if you are a bit beefier, the tendons and the muscles are on the underside. And the top side is more bone, so it's you know. What is it that he's able to flick unless he's using the uh, wrist joint? If he has the button on, if it's his left arm, it'd be the very left. Though you can get a pop up from uh, the wrist joint, but I don't know. I'm probably looking into it too much. You're looking into the deep lore. I I am. I'm going. There's not much else to look <laughs> at. Come on. Hey, be honest, you guys. When you think of Valhalla. If you take away all the Viking stuff and you just try and focus on the assassin stuff, what do we really know about the assassin lore? The only uh, thing we know for a, I want to say, fact at this point is that the hidden ones aren't in England, that they were pushed out in the 5th century? I think's what they've said. Yeah. 5th fifth, fifth century when, when the Saxons... Uh, came in and the Romans, when the Romans went out and, and the Saxons saw that, oh, here's our chance. Um, let's go. Yeah. And that's about it. Other than Basim and, um, is it pronounced Hytham or is it still pronounced Hytham? No, it's Hytham. Okay. Uh, it's like Hytham. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's Hytham and Hytham. <laughs> Uh, which is so, which is a pretty cool like Easter egg. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna be honest. I'd be so funny if that when Darby and everyone said, "Yeah, we're tying up little loose ends." That the way of the tying up the Hayfam and the Edward family is just by calling a guy Hayfam. Well, at this, <laughs> yeah, this point, we there's not a lot of people with last names. They're all That's known funny. as someone's son. It's not until like another 100 or 200 years where you're getting family names because of taxation. I did not know that. Hmm. So is that why Eivor's called Wolfkist then? Because Eivor doesn't actually have a last name. It's just raised by wolves. No, I I, I think Eivor has a last name, but I, I seem... No, no, that's Sigurd. Isn't Sigurd, uh, it's like Sigurd uh, Strefbron's son or something like that? Yeah, I mean, they're all sons, so... Yeah, because uh, they use their last names as their father's name and then son. Um, I'm hopeful that they name some of the the female characters as so-and-so daughter, because that was a, another thing that we'd see around here around this time period, too. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like Eivor is going to have a last name because there, 
they're like gendered. So if you call them son, then how is son is how right. is son because of the the gender the choice that makes again. sense. Yeah. So uh, I take back ha- uh, <laughs> Avor having a last name. They're just the wolf kissed. <laughs> I am hopeful that we'll see. Like I'm hopeful that his parentage, the Avor's true parentage, is a a nice reveal. Is something that seems logical within the story and is actually yeah. touched on. You know, you know what I love the most about like, um, just like exploration in in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It, it, it's those cairns uh, uh, activities that happen because you like you get to know Eivor's like childhood relationship with their mother and yeah it just like develops this like clearer picture of Eivor in in front of you um which is like pretty awesome it 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 reminds me of uh of AC Origins uh stone circles um but but this time, you know, it's you that 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 the story is like developing, um, not just like Camel. Learning know? more of the main character's backstory is instead of uh, main character motivation. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, which 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 I found to be like pretty, uh, like pretty neat. Uh, by whoever is writing those those uh Karen stories. I <laughs> uh, see I'm quite interested about the Cairns, but there is something mythological that I'm very interested about because of some of the trailers before the season pass. So you guys will have to correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. But a lot of wolf images in um Viking mythology is Fenrir. I probably pronounced the name wrong. Fenrir. Fenrir. Now, Darby mentioned something about um, Eivor having a prophecy and that's why he goes to the seer and he goes to the mythological places because he wants to try and answer this prophecy. We also see Fenrir in the trailers as somebody we fight. What if some of the wolf kiss meaning has something to do with Norse mythology and Fenrir herself? It would make sense considering they've, I think it was Darby who stated that the uh, wolf mounts and the out, the non-standard mounts are animus trickery. Yeah. Which, makes sense. Which it kind of, my final thought on all this, because I'd love to hear your final thoughts and everything, but my final thoughts on all this so far is just, we're getting this point now in the AC build-up where they've finally thrown their heads into RPG since they've been doing since 2 and they've got a balance it seems Origins was um, could they go RPG Odyssey was how far they could go RPG whereas Valhalla seems to be the middle ground and it's a fixed RPG a fixed ooh I like the idea of that um Darby also mentioning stuff about animus glitches for like the big mounts as Andrew's just said which oh, is something we've been, which we've been seeing since AC2 with the weird squid in one of the vaults <laughs> I've played and, that almost every year since it's released and I've still not seen it on my own game 
What? You've you've got to go to the vault and stare in the lake for two minutes. It'll appear. Stare for four minutes. Well, that explains it. I'm too impatient for that. (laughs) (laughs) But this is why I feel like Valhalla is this game where a lot of old fans can be pleased because we're getting that RPG elements we've always had in Assassin's Creed. We're getting the little animus trickery we've had since day one. But we're also getting an explanation to choices that we've also had since day one as well. So it's like a perfect rounder. Yeah. It's it's just gathering all the excitement all, to, all together and just putting it out before, before release. <laughs> so individually, we'll start with Andrew, what's your final thoughts on everything before Valhalla drops? Well, I'm going to be honest, when we first saw gameplay, I was kind of scared because it felt like it was just a reskin of Odyssey. As it's moved forward, it feels vastly different. And I'm kind of excited to see how the story has evolved since Odyssey. Not And not just Eivor's story. They've said that this is meant to quote unquote tie up all the loose ends so i'm curious about layla's story i'm curious about atso's story i'm really invested in the story and how that goes and i'm kind of kind of sitting on edge just waiting to see where it all goes especially not seeing much from the modern day side of the game ash that's good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the like. Again, like when when I saw the gameplay at first, I was like, oh, it's a bit unpolished and stuff. And then, uh, and then like you know, it's it's like a different um experience. Like you know, once once you get to play the game because like i thought the combat was like eh i'm like i want the combat to be like better but then when i played the combat it was it was pretty like it made sense to me plus i really love the stamina um meter that uh, that is going on in the game because like it it gives me kind of like a restriction of like you're not godly now um you're a human you're gonna run out of stamina um and like just like the the whole game uh i I am really really sold on uh, like assassin's creed valhalla of course and mainly it's because of like the like the of the historical characters in there and like the other part is it's Darby's story and the assassin material in there that that's not been shown is going to be shown and I'm going to be surprised. And part of it is thanks to like the marketing, not like not revealing all of that, but still they could have revealed more. Um, They could have like revealed like some assassin material that, uh resonated with fans but not spoiled them i I can understand that 
So are we hyped? That's the big question. Are we hyped for Valhalla? Definitely. Oh yeah. No question. Like like seriously, uh, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm kind of like struggling of like how am I gonna make a thing like time for Valhalla like playing Valhalla and and doing uh AC AC landmarks research but like I'm getting that all all settled just before Valhalla so I don't panic (laughs) so I think the biggest question we can ask before we run out of time is playstyle with the introduction of RPG everyone's going to have a different playstyle now I don't want a basic warrior or stealth. I would like to be have a little bit of information of how you guys are going to try and play Valhalla. If that makes sense. Um I feel like if I if I'm if I'm going to go on the stealth part of, of the game, I need to be patient in Valhalla because Stealth takes a lot of patience, and 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 when I played it, I was like twenty five percent stealthy because um like I only had like limited time to to play it, and I didn't want to like you you just had to go in there fin- like finish the mission and get out. But like the stealth in there is really good, but it requires patience. Uh, and I and I feel like at first I'm gonna be fifty fifty with with the game, uh, like fifty percent stealth and then fifty percent like uh warrior, uh, and and then I'm gonna try to do everything stealthfully on my second run. Yeah, it's really gonna come down for me on how difficult the combat turns out to be. Uh, between the new health system, between um, how accurate I am with a bow, which in Odyssey and Origins isn't that accurate. And as I've already said with my patience, it's kind of low. So it's really going to come as a mix of hunter and not hunter, of warrior and assassin based on how quickly my damage goes down, how much um, foodstuffs I carry, that kind of thing on basically how stealthy i'll end up playing it or as a main point because there's going to be those places like winchester where you are stealthy or you're dead oh yeah and even letta chestershire was was like like pretty difficult uh those distrust areas are very very tricky and i i really want them to work on kind of not making not making it so difficult in the distrust areas to be to be like figured out because you get you get figured out really quickly um those those arrows are are very annoying <laughs> uh like like where the guards are like seeing you i think for me my playstyle is going to be the playstyle i've been playing since odyssey and that is what i call the legacy assassin build. I always make my characters based on some traits from the old assassin, so very heavily in the stealth, very much like Ezio, Altair, and Arno for stealth, but I'm also going to make myself a skilled archer 
very much like how Bayek was. So, and Connor, I think Connor was very skilled for Archer, but I really could never use the bows in AC3 until the remaster. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There is there there is archery too. <laughs> oh, I'm going for the silent but deadly approach. You won't know I'm there till you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I recently started using the bow in like Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which makes life so much so much easier. Um, I I don't know if you guys played Ghost of Tsushima. No, I'm uh, an I Xbox player. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I think like uh, the bow, the bow m- makes it like so much easier. But I prefer like you know, close uh, the close interaction. <laughs> I I just prefer killing everyone before they can actually realize I'm there, because that means if I'm terrible at hand to hand combat, they're already dead before I have to fight them. <laughs> Yeah, it's the perfect way to play Assassin's Creed. If you suck at hand to hand, make sure you kill everybody before you have to get into that situation. <laughs> so, sadly, it seems we have run out of time for this week's episode, which is a bummer because there's still a lot to talk about. But when this episode goes out, it will be three days till Valhalla drops, so not long to wait. Um. I will be live streaming day one. Andrew, are you live streaming day one? That's assuming that I can get my uh, capture card to work with my new Series X. Ooh. Arshak, any plans on live streaming? Um, I might live stream. Uh, I don't know yet. I mean, I, I, I do have my YouTube channel, AC Landmarks, and I want to live stream it but we'll see <laughs> well you know on the 10th you'll be able to catch me live streaming and I'll also put a link on my twitter uh, for when Andrew goes live so you all can tune in also a quick one if you head over to twitter when this goes live uh, on the free days there'll be more information of the upcoming competition on the 10th of November so remember, from the 10th of November, you'll have 10 days to submit an image, and on the 20th, all submissions are cancelled, and then you'll have three days to vote, and the favourite will get a month's access of early access content via an email. So, good chance to catch this show for a whole month for free. I like free. But nice. more information will be coming roughly the 9th. I'll be putting a huge Twitter thread for you all. So keep your uh, eyes peeled and so this is all we have time for and uh, make sure to check out the description there'll be a link to andrew's twitter so you can check it out check his podcast all should know by now there'll be a link to ashark's twitter as well so you can check all these threads out and keep yourselves up to date awesome that's great so we'll catch everyone again i'm hoping maybe us we can get back together maybe a month after Valhalla? Oh, it's going to be shorter than a month after Valhalla. I think we're going to talk about Valhalla a lot. (laughs) If not here, then on Twitter, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, 
I'm I'm always talking about Valhalla and and I like I I, I just don't want to spoil it to people and I'm like ah how am I gonna handle not spoiling when is the spoil when is the spoiler threshold you know like after how many days after the release yeah let's not you talk? let's not follow AC Reddit uh, rules on that one because then we're talking like a year <laughs> oh a year damn. I, that, as I, that's a lot as I stated in a previous episode when it comes down to spoilers always remember to speak to your community if your community is understanding of how your threads work they might not be too fussed with the odd spoiler but I wouldn't advise putting any story spoilers for at least two months because of the transition to next gen it's probably a wise move after Christmas when people get onto Next gen saves are all transferred. More people will digest the contents. That's great. That's two fair. months. Sixty more days to not talk about the story. <laughs> uh-huh. There'll be plenty of us to talk about the world, the law, and some shiny new Isu artifacts. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm looking at you, Excalibur. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm That'll be interesting. Just diving into that lore is going to be keep me busy for a while. Yeah, I I, I was research, researching about it, and then I'm like, oh my god, Avor can use it in this way, or Avor can use it in in this in this other way. Um, but then but then I'm like, don't put too many theories out, dude. You're already at like uh twelve pages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and something you non-British folks should know before we end British mythology is not 100% simple you have hundreds of stories for the simplest object Excalibur already has four different stories on the, oh. on how it works and how it's found so this actually gives Valhalla wiggle room on how to do their own impression of Excalibur and other Arthurian legends yeah, I mean, there's there's n- not just one sort of Eden. Apparently, there's many sort of uh, sorts of Eden, and I'm there's like, what? Three that are known of right now, because there's the <gasps> Unity Sword, Sword of the Cons, and the Sword of Damocles. Yeah, I thought I thought the Unity Sword and Excalibur were the same thing. They might write it in as that way, but from my look at Excalibur is the designs of the swords are completely different. It looks well, like Excalibur's got a longer hilt. Yeah. I I I didn't realize that that um that difference when I was like uh researching about it. Uh obvious alias uh, thing pointed it out for me uh and, and, and then i'm like oh damn didn't realize it but i don't know maybe maybe someone uh, changed the health after avor used it <laughs> wouldn't be oh, the first maybe. fake uh piece of eden sword looking at you shugare <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i think like hephaestus just like came down fixed it up um put it somewhere but but no uh hopefully hopefully it's it's like treated right because i really feel like 
um, something's going to happen in Paris. That's another talk for <laughs> more information. I'm doing some research on that. But my fan theory is we have an option as a side content, I believe, to use a Isu Forge to actually make the Sword of Eden community and leave it in Paris. Probably actually a main story. So the unity in Paris is when we reforged from Valhalla. From Valhalla. So, yeah. I'm going on crazy Or you don't know. Maybe you're in Asgard and Odin tells you, hey, get an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a better shiny weapon? Yeah. <laughs> right, so thank you all for joining. Before um, we head out, Declan, I got one question that I'm curious on, on both of you before before we head out. What do you guys think yeah. our chances are of running into Cassandra and Valhalla? I'm Ooh. going I'm going to get in trouble for this by a lot of the community. But judging by how Odyssey ended and how Cassandra is tasked, I'm going to say the chances are very slim. She seems the type of person who wants to watch from the shadows and not intervene. So... Getting her getting involved in a in Avor's story or even just talking to Avor, maybe as an Easter egg, can be a small possibility, but I don't think it's going to be some big thing. What if, what what if Randvi and Cassandra are somehow related? It's possible they did use. It does look like they use the same um, assets, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's we're only going to look at like. 10 to 15 percent and that's only going to be as a like a side content easter egg kind of thing yeah i mean cassandra has to be written somewhere in there because it, the, like this is the first game where we know cassandra is watching over us um and and yeah she can't she, she like she can't just be like a past kind of fact she kind of has to be like in the in the lore um but i but i feel like yeah they are gonna go with cassandra and they're not gonna go with alexios because alexios is like not the dead it's not who the story is is about yeah it's just how many i'm curious on how many people they will like make a negative comment because they didn't play with Cassandra. Why is she in my game? <laughs> all, I, all, I just, all the trolls against AC Sisterhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just kind of feel like with how she was written at the end of Odyssey with this whole balance, like one side can never win and how powerful Cassandra is with the spear. If she got involved to help out the assassins or the Templars, it's technically creating an imbalance, which would mean the whole reason of keeping the spear is keeping, well, the staff is keeping balance. So I could see a really cool Easter egg, maybe see her out of the corner of your eye, maybe you see her just chilling in the shadows, but an impact on the story I feel is very unlikely because she needs to maintain that balance and helping Eivor for the assassins slightly tips the balance. In well, my eyes, I could be wrong. Yeah, I can see that. And and the way you're you're mentioning about balance is it, it could just be a simple Easter egg based on Layla's bleeding effect. That would be amazing. To be honest, that would be amazing. But that's just of course all speculation. I have no idea. 
All I know is Layla's not going to die. You know what I loved most about about like Odyssey's story? Um, it's at the end, like when you reach the end, like the like there's an option where where you can say like I'm just tired, <laughs> um, like you like you know uh you see you see your character you know go through all these stories and then they're talking to like Althea and um I I I feel like I don't know uh they 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 got a character like character change through there for me because like I just finished AC Odyssey and uh, like in full and it's it's pretty new to me uh like this thing because like I never watched what happened in the DLCs and and when I saw it I'm like damn like Cassandra's really um just like she's tired and like she's human too and like I want to see her in Valhalla she's gonna be like she's a very integral part of the Assassin's Creed lore right now so um I feel like Darby will use her some somehow. I can agree using this somehow. I've just always believed that for the integrity of story and setting, it's always finding the right balance. And if we do see Cassandra in Valhalla, I will be over the moon because I did enjoy her character. But with what she saw through the pyramid and she saw the assassins, she saw Syndicate and she saw everything... I technically hypervise she saw Eivor in theory because it looks like Pythagoras showed all the assassins to come so because she knows the outcomes already she can't really get involved with that knowledge so that's my kind of stand I want to see her be really cool as an easter egg but as an involvement it kind of tipped the balance of the law in my eyes I can understand that Hmm, yeah. Yeah. But here is here's to Valhalla having a, a memorable a really, really memorable story. Yep. We all know Valhalla's gonna be great and the best way to end the show is like an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You got it, Declan. Yes. There sir. it is. Hashtag like an assassin. We love being a Viking, but I want to be silent but deadly. A killer Batman jump from the rooftops. In conclusion, like an assassin. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys again, and I hope to catch up with you guys some more. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was fun. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, guys. Awesome.